To the sixth episode of Long Live Play, the weekly number one Australian PlayStation podcast hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the PC to my Mac, Mr. Kale Adam. How you going? I'm riding the lightning. The liquid jet fuel known as Red Bull courses through my veins, and it is sending me to a higher plane of existence. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't drink this stuff, but it's in my body now. <sighs> That was the sound of the reddest bull. I hate this. We're not sponsored. Why are we doing this? Directly into my vein. I'm going to feel bad about this. You know why I'm going to feel bad, Kale? Because it's about 6.30. Mm. That's my second Red Bull. I'm not going to go to bed tonight. Look, it's been a long day. You need a little something to get you through a little pod. You know what I'm saying? It's funny we had a bit of a, uh, a synchronized day today because I went to the dentist and decided to ruin my teeth afterwards with Red Bull. And you also went to the dentist. Yeah, I did. Felt good. I love to get clean, you know what I mean? They really get in there. They get the hard-to-reach bits that you can't get. That's it. They That, that tartar build-up. I know it's there, Kale. I know you got that gingivitis. I don't... How dare you, sir? Hey, how dare you? We all do, buddy. We all I do. I actually went so far as right? to buy the little hook thing that the dentist uses. You know, the little grappling hook thing? Wait, you bought a yeah, dental tool? Yeah, I bought a dental tool and I use it and I get behind my lower front teeth and I go... And oh, I, no, that makes me so uncomfortable. It's great. Oh, no, the scrape is a hated part of the dentist for me. <laughs> I go to a special dentist. I live in the fucking future now, Kale, because I had to get a filling today, not just a clean. Mm. My dentist uses lasers instead of the drill. Oh, that yeah. is the future. Yeah, that is the fucking future. And you know why it's good? Why is that? Because you don't have the sound of the drill. See, that, that doesn't bother me. pitched Oh, nah, it's a no-go for me. That, you know what it is? It's like a PTSD from being in primary school and having the dental van show up. Oh, and yeah. And you just have to sit, you just have to sit, like, at the front of the dental van waiting for your turn. And all you hear is children crying and the sound of that drill. <laughs> Which is music to my ears, honestly. <laughs> Did you used to go to the dental van at all? I was going to say, are we talking about the giraffe? No, 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 no. That what was, was education. I mean, the actual dental van where you had dentists would come to the school in a van and do dental work. I think so. I think so. It sounds dystopian. I have horrific experiences in that dental van. Mm. Scarring experiences of like being in the chair and they're like, all right, well, if it if it's hurting at all, like raise your hand and we'll stop. And raising my hand, they didn't stop. No, they went harder, if anything. They just keep going. <laughs> That's a it's the old bait and switch, you know? Mm. It's a, a Trojan horse. Look, we could go on for hours about dental experiences. And perhaps we should. <laughs> Do you ever notice that some of the uh, dental assistants aren't as good as others in terms of, like, suction? Yeah, no. Yeah, something uh, I noticed. Today, they were a little bit... They weren't paying too much attention. <laughs> and I was like, the suction's getting a bit sloppy. You're, you're sucking on my tongue. There's nothing great here. <laughs> this is not great. Actually, my dentist today was complimenting the assistant on anticipating his needs. You know? Oh, it was always one like step in the moment, In the moment feedback. I respect yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was very yeah, good. Yeah, I respect that. It was a good you gotta, time. You gotta get down with that positive reinforcement. They're kind of like... It's like training a dog, you know? <laughs> Give them that treat when they do good. <laughs> we've, we've done, what, five minutes on teeth? You, you think that could be it? Or no, you got anything else? I was actually thinking about this the other day. I, I, <laughs> maybe we just need to do a podcast about nothing. We'll do like the Seinfeld of podcasts, you know? I think Joe Rogan already does that. <laughs> it's just whatever happens to be going. <laughs> Sh- should we do it with just a little less white man energy? Yeah, I mean... Even though we're both white men. Yeah, I was going to say, is that possible? <laughs> Well, I just mean like we can just talk way less about UFC and MMA. I don't really know anything about those things. Exactly. So we'll definitely talk less about that. I think we would. Govinda, we've actually got a little bit on the docket today. But first, I wanted to clear up something from last week. And that is, of course, the neckbeard discourse that we engaged in. I believe we were talking about whether it was actually a, a physical characteristic of the hairline. And it turns out it sort of is and it sort of isn't. Well, it was that, but it was also, it's like a personality trait, being a neckbeard. It's not just what you look like. It's like a subculture. <laughs> it's like, it's a, like it's like bronies. I hope everyone looked those up so they it's know It's really, like, you get into the Urban Dictionary definition here, and it's quite negative, really. A lot of these things in uh, here. I didn't think it was a positive thing to be calling someone. Well, no, it's, um, I did really think it was like a, a physical, like a beard style. No, it's like a subculture. Okay. It's like the the dude in the World of Warcraft South Park episode. Oh, yeah. 
that's yeah, yeah. killing all of them. Like he is a neckbeard. <laughs> yeah, he both has and is a neckbeard. Do you ever see that guy cosplaying as that guy? I did. Yeah, it was yeah, actually a good. great cosplay. It's good fun. Uh, the other one as well. I just thought we'd throw it in here. Get your goat was something we were talking about last week, and I just wanted to clear up. That's not a sexual thing. I don't know why my mind went there, but it wait, did. Wait, 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 wait. When you yeah. said get your goat last week, you were implying something sexual? No, I thought it might have a sexual connotation. Oh, um, interesting. What, have you, what is it? What's it mean? Uh, it just means to upset or irritate someone. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, look, that was a bit of a, a setup because I actually knew what it meant because I'm also looking at a definition, but a different <laughs> one to what you're looking at. Do you know where it comes from? Uh, no, no, I don't. Uh, it actually comes from a horse racing. So there was a belief that putting a goat in a horse's stall the night before a race would calm it before the race. Oh. And then unscrupulous opponents would then steal the goat in an effort to upset the horse and cause it to lose said race. That's actually a fucking fascinating little factoid. Yeah, like that's that's what's getting your goat is that like I'm going to take your <laughs> calm goat away uh, and, and you're going to get really upset about it. It's essentially like get your dog for you. Like if I took your dog away, you would be upset. I'd be upset. I'd, I'd live. No, I'd be devastated. Well, <laughs> I'd be you devastated. You would live, but it would be a much sadder existence. Yeah, well. Uh, the next one, again, this wasn't worthy of a full news story, but I thought just as a sort of addendum to the uh, Hassan Karaman Silent Hill dilemma. Uh, Bloober team has actually shot back and said that they aren't working on a Silent Hill game. Yeah, and they just said (laughs) any of the scuttlebutt going around last week, they're just like, no, it's got nothing to do with us. Do you remember where that came from last week? Uh, I'd have to look it up. Bloober team was doing something? I'd have to look it up. I believe it was a report. Um, Yeah, I probably should have looked that up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you should have. And look, this is again where I will point out your flaws. How dare you? How fucking nah, dare like, you. I don't need to say much more than that. I think you know what you did wrong. And yeah, I no, hope I did. that you improve it next time. But I, I don't think you will. That's my, that's my challenge to you. Prove me wrong, Kale. Prove me wrong. I'm happy where I am, which is a place of mediocrity. You don't get up to, you know, you know, you don't get in smack down for getting out of place. You don't stand out too much. It's a safe existence. Sometimes I just struggle with the workload of being like executive producer, director, editor, like CEO, chairman of this. I mean, that's all fine. I'm the talent. So that, you know, this company just deal with it, dude. Just you are, I'm, you are a staff writer. At best, but I actually think I'm going to put you on a freelance contract <laughs> at most. I'm going to cut it back, actually. Because, like, I'm editing your work before. like, So I'm, like, the editor-in-chief as well, I like to think. Mm. It's a lot of work for one person, and then I feel like you're just I'm an auteur. career with nothing. I'm an auteur. I don't think you are. That's not what you are. Moving right along, uh, I thought we could jump into a quick discussion about Final Fantasy XIV, only because you and I in real life have had a quick back and forward, just testing the waters, seeing if this could be something we could experience together. Um, well, it was something where I saw it was on PSN for like $18, $17. Also, and I was like, oh, that's, that's something I could do. Uh, also, interesting to note that, what, eight years after launch, it just had its highest concurrent players ever this week. Uh, 47,000 just on Steam. At one time, that's pretty fucking incredible. Apparently, it was because this dude, Asmund Gold, uh, who is a big-time World of Warcraft streamer, jumped ship. Apparently, World of Warcraft is not great right now. I don't know. I haven't played that in about six years either. <laughs> six years, dude. It's been longer than that. At least, Actually, you played you're it right. since we played it together. Yeah, yeah no. It's been, what, like 11? Yeah, it's been, well, it's been... 10? Chugging along ever ever since. Yeah, this was Kel and I used to live together. We played World of Warcraft when we did. It was a, it was a it was fucking a time. sad time. <laughs> a sad, lonely time. <laughs> Especially for you. Yeah, well. But this was pretty incredible. I don't know if you saw any of this, but this poor guy was like trying to play and people would just literally mob him. He's just like trying to like exist in the world and people were, I guess, watching his stream, knew exactly what world and server he's on. So they're just like mobbing him, like hundreds of players just like jumping around so that he can't even see anything. And they're all, like, on mounts and stuff, and, like, you just can't... All these spell effects going off. It was interesting. That's funny. That's, like, the opposite (laughs) of the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. Instead of one dude wrecking everyone's game, it's everyone wrecking one dude's game. Yeah, this is the the (laughs) dystopian future we live in. Well, I guess he's going back to WoW then, right? But again, yeah, so the uh, long story short, we can't play Final Fantasy together because I made the mistake of registering my Square Enix account to my PSN ID, which apparently is a one-time deal. And I did it eight years ago. It's time to an account that I don't use anymore so I've messaged uh, support and they estimate two weeks before I'll hear back about it. Alright, I need to clear this up because even when I spoke to you about this yesterday it didn't make any sense to me. So, let's 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 define this. Let's get to the bottom you, of it. You connected your Final Fantasy account to a PSN ID. 
Yes, Now, that's which correct. one haven't you used in eight years? The PSN? Is it an old PSN or is it an old Final Fantasy account? Both. So it's an old Final Fantasy account to an old PSN. Yeah. Now, the so reason... So I don't understand what the issue is. Why don't you connect your n- current you... Final Fantasy account to your current PSN? The issue is uh, I would need to create a new profile entirely, a PlayStation profile. I'm confused, though, because you've played... When's the last time you played Final Fantasy fourteen? I swapped to PC a couple of years ago. So the the one that you swapped to on PC a couple of years ago, mm. did you connect that account to your old PSN? No, you can't. Exactly. So why can't you connect why can't you connect your current PC account, Final Fantasy account to your current PSN? I, I wish I had an answer for it. You just cannot do what you're describing. It sounds simple. It seems like you should just be able to unlink it. It's not possible. I promise Look, you this. The, I think the real crux of this is that even if you could you d- pretty much told me that I would have to skip the the full game and two or three DLCs to, <laughs> for you to actually play it with me, and that just seems that just doesn't seem like a thing. This I'm is do. the great, I guess, the great secret because a lot of people love this game. Like more people are playing that than ever. I've seen people go so far as to describe it as being the best Final Fantasy, which is ludicrous. It's great. It's not that great. And what everyone forgets is the first eighty hours sucks. Like the base game is garbage. It's really bad. It's poorly written. It's like meaningless fetch quests. It's like early World of Warcraft. But people so what rave do you do, about it. What do you do after that? Like, what's different that's so, so good? There's a few big expansions and it does start getting pretty damn good after like the second one, in my opinion. But what's different? Like, what do you actually do? Uh, it's like it grows up and it gets a lot darker. And then it turns into this whole like World War kind of situation. It's kind of like Final Fantasy XII. And actually it's set in the same world, I think, vaguely. Ivalice. It just starts doing some what cool stuff. But is it stuff. like they, they do raids or like the quests are just better? Like I don't understand how yeah. it actually gets better because I feel like all MMOs are always fetch quests. I think they've done a bit of a redesign to like cut out some of the garbage at the start because um, there was just baggage after years and years of adding new areas and things and people would never go there anymore. Um, Honest, honestly, the deal breaker was when uh, like the, the base game is $18 and then you're like, I've got all the DLC and you need to skip some. And I was like, oh, that's like $90 <laughs> to do all that. I'm not doing that. It do- To be fair, it does all go on sale pretty regularly. I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> One, you need to sort this account shit out. And yeah, two, yeah, yeah. like, it feels dumb to buy a game only to skip two thirds of it. I'd be doing you a favor. I'm telling you now. <laughs> I'm tell- I did it. I, 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 I guess, fucking struggled through I guess. it. Oh, whatever. Look, speaking of slightly overrated anime games, uh, let's move into the games we've been playing. Uh, and I've been playing Scarlet Nexus, and this has been a bit of a journey because I've had a good time, but I think I've ultimately soured on it, which is sad. What soured your milk? Just. Just the story, really. (laughs) It's, like, interesting initially. It's got a pretty cool setup and premise. It's, like, you know, far future. There's these crazy monsters and they, like, eat brains and they fall out of the sky. And you're a part of this defense force and, you know, you're all hot teens and you've got cool mind powers and you, like, hang out with each other and, like, bond (laughs) and stuff. Does it have kind of that sim element a lot of these sort of games do? So so light. Like, this is, Ah. like... Persona to one tenth, like very in terms very, of the sim stuff. Yeah, like you hang out with other people because the combat's real time, isn't it? It is, yeah. And the and the yeah. combat is actually pretty sick. It's just um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of asking a lot. I think I put in like ten hours, and I don't really have a draw to go back, which is annoying to me because I did pay full price for it. <laughs> That's honestly like my main measure of if I like something. It's funny, isn't it? Like. I'll, I'll give it another shot. I'd like to see through um, the first character's story, which is 20 hours. Okay, you're halfway there. Yeah. Although this, and I didn't even get into this, I hurt my thumb playing it. I've had a really sore, uh, bad case of gamer thumb, which is... Is that an actual thing? I, are we, is this, or are we coining it right now? I, I, I believe it's a thing, and I've certainly suffered from it before. It's the right thumb moving the right stick too quickly, and I guess just too much. Interesting, because I, I, I get sore in my left thumb when I'm playing games where I'm just pushing forward for ages. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's actually uh, been quite debilitating. I'm seeing someone about it. Uh, a, a therapist. <laughs> like a physiotherapist or a mental? Like a mental one. <laughs> No, I'm not really. Uh, but I haven't been able to fucking play my PlayStation in like two days. It's really sad. I played some PC oh, last night just so I could not strain my thumb. And this was the final episode of Long Live. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like... Kale can no longer play PlayStation. The reality is it's being amputated and I'm old. So, uh, who knows? Dude, if I saw a guy play like Dark Souls with bananas, you can sort this out. 
Yeah, look. No, it's, it's actually feeling a lot better. I played a bit today. But yeah, it's all right. I, I don't know. I think I need a little more time with it, but at the same time, it's not really pulling me, which is a bit of a shame. Because it, it kind yeah. of... Yeah. it had a strong opening that, like, I was kind of bullish on it to start with. But okay, actually, what it is is... So there's two characters, and you pick one at the start, right? And you see their side of the story. And I was like, that's kind of interesting, but they keep doing really dumb stuff with it where you, like, come across the other character, and they don't really explain what's happening. And so, ultimately, they just keep doing really dumb shit. And it's happened, like, five times already, and I'm over it. I don't want to have to play through it all and see those same situations from the other side, because I already don't really care. Yeah, okay. I, I literally barely know what this game is, so... Yeah, well, it's a look, little bit lost on me, but look, if you don't love it, don't play it. That's my motto. Tell me about The Outer Worlds, Govinda. Oh, we're going to do that. I was going to let you finish yours, but uh, we can do this. Okay. I'll wrap around. This this will be the last time, I swear. I'm not going to talk about this game again. And let me tell you why. <clears throat> he, your boy, got the platy. What's up? <laughs> All right. All right. I did it. Okay. I didn't think I was going to do it. I actually <laughs> gave up on the idea altogether like, last week. I was like, this is just too much. I don't have time for this. And then, <laughs> you found then on time. YouTube... I found time. I found time in the form of a passive supernova walkthrough. Okay. Yeah, this guy finished the game on supernova in 20 minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, so he was doing a speed run. I didn't quite get that as quick, but I, it probably took me an hour and 20 minutes mm. to do my supernova playthrough. That's um, wild. Yeah, it's actually pretty sick what you can do. It's completely passive. I, didn't, I, I did kill like one marauder at the start, but I didn't have to, and... You I'm sorry, what did much you just say? How did you, how did you pronounce that word? Marauder? Oh, yeah, that's Marauder? right. That's Marauder? Fine. I don't know. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, I, I killed one of them at the start, but you really don't have to. I literally had the, the first pistol you get for the entire playthrough. Wow. Um, so it's all about just setting up your stats enough that you can, your lie and your lockpick need to be good enough. Mm. And you can get through the entire game without um, killing anyone. That's, uh, it doesn't um... take long. I pretty much like our lockpick and I think sneak need to be pretty decent as well because I need to, the, the lady you get the seal from in the groundbreaker, you need to like crouch next to her safe and pick the lock and steal the seal from her. So you don't oh, need to pay yep, her $8,000 yep. and you just go straight to the board guy. He gives you your nav key to Byzantium yeah, and you just go from there. It really was incredibly quick. It is funny. I honestly thought, oh, well, I just thought that was going to be the hardest part of this platinum and it turns out that it is not. The save scummy stuff was for sure. Look, I had a fun time. I did like 70% of the trophies on Supernova, but it probably took me about north of 20 hours for sure. Oh, I think um, my regular playthrough took me more than that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I probably I did a lot, but I the one that took me the longest, I'd have to say, was the um, brokering piece between the iconoclast and the uh, what are they called? MSI. S S MSI. That's it. Yeah. I had a broker piece between them, and that took me a little while because it's a little bit of like a lot of running around just, that huge planet. <laughs> yeah, doing all of their missions and making sure you're doing the right choices on their missions and all the optional stuff. But I got there eventually, and I yeah got the platinum probably at like one o'clock today. So. It's a good time. It's the last time you'll ever have to hear about Outer Worlds <laughs> because Obsidian's owned by Microsoft and we'll never see a game again. I guess, well, yeah, to wrap it up for me, I got the Platinum 2 almost immediately after we recorded last week. I certainly um, threw in the towel. I was going to play the DLCs and I, I did burn out. It was a lot of time sunk into one game. If I'm being honest, I actually was going to get the DLC and I decided to wait specifically with the idea that if I had that itch again, I could go back and do the DLC. Yeah, there is a lot to it. Certainly the second one looks really interesting. It's like a murder mystery, and they do some cool stuff with it. Oh, we don't talk about the second one. As far as we know, that second one doesn't even exist. <laughs> okay. And then I just thought I downloaded uh, A Plague Tale Innocence. A Plague Tale Innocence? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Form. I'm actually really confused. Was this game this game was on PS4 already, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, so the PS Plus it's currently free. It's the PS5 version. Runs better, looks better, um uh, apparently. I never saw yeah, the PS4 version. I guess version. I just saw an, like an IGN review of it mm. and I was confused as to why they were doing a review for an old game. Yeah, it's really quite good. I wasn't expecting the level of storytelling in it. I thought it was going to be like quite cheap. Uh, I don't know why I thought that. I thought this was like an indie game or something. I really had no it, no idea. Strong double A vibes. Strong double A yeah. vibes. Yeah. It's like The Last of Us without combat would be an easy way to... Like, you're doing sort of little movement puzzles. You're helping your little brother get through the the rats. 
a without, lot of hand-holding, I hear. Yeah, but it's good. Not, not like gameplay hand-holding, physical, like, holding yeah, no, your hand. Yeah, no, you're always touching hands all the time. But it's, like, super dark, and it's really in my wheelhouse. It's, like, 13th century France, and, like, there's the Inquisition is chasing you, and, like, there's this otherworldly rat plague, and they're just, like, exploding out of the ground and just, like, literally eating people alive. Like, it's... It's just very grim. It's kind of like got that real weight to it. And I don't know. It's how long have fun. You, how long have you played it for? I think I just hit chapter seven and I believe there's 16. I've probably played it for like four hours. No combat at all yet? Oh, no, there's combat. Um, it's very simple. You've got like a sling. You do get the ability to like kill people, but it's mostly non-violent. And it's mostly a stealth like, game. You've got like alchemy or something as well? Like yeah, because it's like, it's kind of incredible how much mileage they get out of like the mechanics are that the rats are in the dark and you need to set fires to like scare them away and the alchemy you use that to like create little fires and i don't know just like do various things but like you'll take out guards because they'll have like a lantern if you can like hit their lantern the light goes out and like the rats will eat them i don't know it's just like kind of great and it's like got a real sense of like gravitas like the the last of us has the story feels really heavy and I, it's totally sucked me in. I did, I did not expect this to happen at all. Yeah, I meant to play it. Um, and then I got onto this, like, Outer Worlds Platinum, like, push. And I felt like if I stopped that momentum, I wouldn't have gotten it. So I just had yes. to push through that. Uh, so now that it's done, I can give it a go. I'm just actually at a point now where I'm like, I don't actually know what else to play after this. I would, like, for me, this was the perfect palate cleanser after so much Outer Worlds. Like, it's just, like, story mostly. And I... I'm into it. Like, it's it's not funny. It's, like, very serious. It opens yeah. with, like, a very harrowing scene. While I'm interested, mm. I'm not sold. And I just don't know if it's what I feel like playing, you know? So that's where I'm, that's where I'm stuck. Maybe this will sell you. Very doable, Platinum. Very doable. Something, something to look at. I suppose I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, after... We'll see how we go with Scarlet Nexus, but... Kind of a clean docket. There's something at the coming out. There's Ghost of Tsushima. That's next month. Stuff coming out next month. Oh, that Kena Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Yeah. That's kind of sooner than I would have thought it was going to be. I don't know when. I've never released it. I'm just off the top of my head. Just said this. It's also only like sixty dollars, which is pretty nice. I'll check that out. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm not. I don't know too much about it. So next week on what have you been playing? It's going to be like not much. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, Govinda, we should continue right along. An interesting week in that. There was kind of a lot of news, but it was mostly to do with State of Play, which was um, held on Thursday. Not exactly what I was expecting, but to be fair, Sony kept expectations in check. I think I just... I don't know. We got a lot of indies that I don't really care about. Let's be honest. Yeah, look, it was what I... It's it's what I was expecting. It's not what I was hoping for. That's fair. But I think... I don't know. They're going to have to do something. Because the way these set of plays are going, where they're just like, hey, that game that we've already told you about, let's just look at it longer... Yeah. It's really not what I want, um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, we can go through the games that were on there as well. I thought we just was... like yeah, quickly touch on them. Um, we had uh, Moss Book Two, which is the uh, little mouse VR game. I really, I got to tell you, this is a problem. But I just tune out of VR games. Neither of us have a VR headset. I definitely won't be buying one until it's like version three, probably. <laughs> like once it's really. Uh, I don't good. know. <laughs> have you heard any rumors on on PSVR? I guess two. Not really. I mean, they're working Sounds on it, good. aren't they? Okay. Like 4K resolution. Yeah. Little screens, which is the big problem, I think, with this PSVR. The only one time I've used it where the resolution was very low. Yeah. Um, and it would it doesn't require that little box. It'll plug straight in. And the, the rumor has it. It's one cable. That's um, nice. And I imagine it will hopefully link up to, like, if you have the PlayStation Pulse headset. Yeah. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm pretty stoked on that. I guess that's it. Like, uh, maybe I'll check that out. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a colourful little mascot platformer, I guess. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, I guess. I, I literally, like, I tune out to, and not because it's PSVR, but because it just is not a game that I would have bought no. for VR. No, it's I don't think so. It's kind of like you're so. guiding a little mouse dude through stuff. I honestly couldn't care. <laughs> and honestly, this is, like, maybe this is a terrible idea, but this was sort of my reaction to most of these games. Oh, um, yeah. Although, I see your little notes on some of them, and I disagree with a couple, but yes. This all right, well, will look to meh. The ne- yeah, the next one was Arcade Ageddon, which was, yeah, like an arcade shooter. I wrote here that I will never play it. <laughs> but it did look kind yeah. of interesting to me. I liked, like, never going to play this. No, but it'll probably be, like, free on PlayStation Plus or something. Oh, uh, yeah, look, probably. And it, maybe it's fun in that sense. And it looks like it's, like, a four-player co-op, like, PvE slash PvP 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you're fair. doing missions, and I think you might come across, like, other players during that. It looks like a cross between, like, Fortnite and Splatoon. Yeah, it's a, it's an awkward mix. It's very colourful, and it's, it's, it ain't for me. But, hey, if it is free, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Um, um, the tribes... next one, Tribes of Midgar. You yeah. said Diablo 3 meets Valheim. Oh, uh, sorry, that, that is Valheim. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Misspelt there. Good typo. And you said meh. Yeah, I actually think this is the one of the few that I actually think looks fun. Yeah, interesting. I just um, if I have friends, look, who knows? Maybe it could be fun together. It's um, didn't really stand out to me. All the like kind of base building stuff. I think Valheim, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. Not even a little bit. I actually uh, didn't even notice any base building in Tribes of Midgar. But continue. It's it's got like a survival element. Um, Valheim yep. did literally the same thing, but better on PC this year. It was like a massive streamer game. For like a hot minute. It's actually really good, but it's not this game. <laughs> you never know. This could be good. Although I like that they're saying like, if you listen to their trailer, they're talking about like, season one will introduce this. I'm like, wait, what do you mean season one will introduce? Like, yeah, you put mean the game out. It will just, it will just have it. Yeah. You can't introduce something in the first season. It's just what the game is in the first. Anyway, it was weird wording and it, it threw me off. I was like, wait, does this game exist already? Like, can I get it now? And then you're going to introduce new things? Or are you just telling me how it's going to be when it launches? Yeah, who knows? And I think that's it, what it was. That's a red flag for me. I don't really, I don't know how I feel about like an action RPG service Seasons? Game. Is yeah. that what you don't like? <laughs> the seasons thing? Well, both of them, yeah. It's uh... No, look, I can get on board with seasons. It just means that I'll be in there for maybe like four seasons and I'll just never touch it again. Four seasons in one day, would you say? What are you talking about? I'm Is talking it... about like, like Call of Duty, like Warzone. Is that, what are you doing? It was a crowded house reference, but... Oh, dude, it's what a random reference, dude. What a random <laughs> reference. Right, Jesus Christ. Are uh, we a music podcast or what are yeah, we doing right Whoa. Um, no, it's like, it's kind of nice when you play something for a few seasons and then you finally uninstall it. Like Warzone, getting rid of mm. Warzone was like cathartic. I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> gone. It's like a weight off my shoulders. I don't want to play Warzone anymore. Be gone, demon. This uh, next one. Yeah, I fist. do agree with, because you said it's, what is it, Fist, it's anthropomorphic an- animal platformer. Looks real Explain. bad. <laughs> You're just like this weird rabbit man with a giant robot fist attached to your back, and he like just... Like side-scrolling platformer. Looks, yeah, looks bad. Or looks, looks good. Looks like, great. Graphically looks yeah. good. Game looks bad. I never want to play it. Even if it's free, I, well, like that's an add to library and never look at it again. Game. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It comes out relatively soon, uh, September 7th, apparently. I couldn't care any less than that. Speaking of games that look bad. Hunter's Arena Legends, which is a fucking title and a half. Uh, coming to PS Plus next month. I actually, f- I watched this trailer this morning and I've already forgotten what it looks like. I swear to God. <laughs> it I know looks I just... like, um, uh, almost kind of like, uh, like Dynasty Warriors meets Tekken. Was this the Chinese one? Yeah. It was like the most generic looking character models. Yes. I, I honestly yep. couldn't believe this game existed and that anyone had funding to make it. It looks like like occasionally I'll get down this weird steam rabbit hole and I'll end up like there's a bunch of like Chinese MMOs and they all look exactly like this. Like that same art style. It all looks like uh, you would never have heard of it. But this game, Black Desert Online, it all just looks like that. It's really... Anyway, it doesn't matter. We won't be touching this game. <laughs> you come up with some of the randomest game-like I've, references of I've got, all time. I've seen some dark shit in my life. <laughs> I've been down some rabbit hole. Uh, next one looks sick, though. Yeah, Sifu. Coming next year, it was like a, a kung fu game, but cool. Honestly, <laughs> looks sick. Like, if yeah. you ever wanted to be like Jackie Chan yeah. in Rush Hour, fighting like random people, I don't know, it looks sick. And I was, I saw this and I was like, that actually looks really fun. I actually got like um, Daredevil vibes, like that infamous episode where he just like fights his way through a building. It just kind of like- The hallway? Just, yeah, just like beats the shit out of everyone in one continuous. Yeah, it looks actually really cool. Um, another indie as well. I think it got delayed slightly and says uh, early 2022 release for that one, but it actually looks sick. I'll call it Sikfu. That was probably huh? almost MVP for me, because it certainly gets worse from here, Gavin. <laughs> Jet the Far Shore kind of looks like a top-down No Man's Sky, but less interesting, was like my you never get away. out of the ship. I think you do, but like... I, I looked at that trailer again today, and I, I really, like, I at no point is he out of the ship. Yeah, I think you do get out and, like, just kind of scan stuff and talk no, to No, he was scanning and... from the ship. When they were talking, when they were scanning. No, he gets I'm out. I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm oh, going to stand firm. 
here. We're going right. to put a pin in this for next week. And I <laughs> right. want, if, if I'm right, though, I want you to on Admit air it? say you were right. If I'm right, we just won't mention it because that's how Govinda works. Like he's the fucking yes. KGB. Ah, you get me, dude. That's why this works. You just fucking get me, man. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Yaiba? Correct the Hinokami me, Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> These names are crazy. And now apparently... Um, I looked into this. This is a very popular anime. Oh, dude, I was going to say, you said you just said weird anime shit yeah. in brackets next to That's this right. one. Um, if you don't know, Demon Slayer is huge. I'd never heard of this either. <laughs> this out of uh, the loop. I started, I started watching it, actually, and I, it's going to be blasphemy to you, and I know it. I started mm. watching dubbed. Oh, but I don't there was care. A real redemption, there's a real redemption moment because the dubbing was so fucking horrific that I mm. had to go subs. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm... Maybe there was a time where I was that kind of dickhead, but... You were. I just watched, you said it to me before. I just watched all of House of Cards with subtitles on. <laughs> That's who I am now. I don't know. What's this this new trend of people watching English shows when English is their language that they speak with subtitles. and they use subtitles? Like, what's the go with this? I think it's just because if I get distracted, I can just read it. Or if, like... What do you mean if you get distracted, you can just read it? I it don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I don't know. If you get distracted, you are not looking at the screen. You are distracted. I also play all my games with subtitles on. That I do as well. So I've got yeah. this weird cognitive dissonance about the whole situation. But I, I, I think I always do that because, like, I don't know, lip sync isn't great and audio mixes maybe aren't as good. And I, I don't know. I do that as, like, a safety net for games. But for some, it just seems weird to me that people are watching Netflix with subtitles in English when the show's in English. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, does it affect you? Does it hurt you? Like, why do you care? Fuck off. <laughs> it's a great question. It doesn't affect <laughs> me. and But it does hurt my psyche. Yeah, and I look, can't tell you why. Look, I judge people, so it's fine. It's fair. Uh, what's what's life without a little bit of judgment, hey? <laughs> uh, speaking of judgment... Lost Judgment was the <laughs> next game. Lost Judgment is now the new Yakuza. Wait, what? Yeah, perhaps I'm not explaining that well. So Yakuza uh, is no more? Is that what you're trying to tell me? So the Yakuza games are now all going to be turn-based JRPGs, like the new one this year, uh, um, Like okay. a Dragon. I see what and you're saying. The classic Yakuza beat-em-up stuff like is going to go ball, to the... Brawler. Yeah, that's going to be in the Judgment series, and this is the new one okay. of that. This is a little bit of blasphemy too, but I don't really... like. I'm a new Fairweather fan. I like this new Like a Dragon style. I don't like the old Yakuza. I tried. I don't hate them. Um, and I, I haven't played many of them. I, sh- I remember playing like maybe one of them ages ago. The, the thing I liked about the old ones... Did you ever play uh, the Warriors game? Oh yeah, we played that together. It reminded me a lot of that. As teens... Mm, it reminded me a lot of that where like and there's not many games that do that sort of like kind of semi-open world street brawler kind of vibe yeah and i say that i liked it but i haven't played a yakuza in 15 years so i can't it's really very, talk very weird just earlier this year i just had a weird phase where i was like this is a blind spot in my gaming vocabulary so i started yakuza zero which is apparently meant to be one of the best ones and it's like a prequel it was pretty cool i got a couple hours in but then like a dragon came out and i loved that i, I beat that but it's like <laughs> A total departure from everything that's come before. <laughs> and I like that better. Moving right along, Death Straining Director's Cut releases 24th September with additional features added. Yeah. I think there's like new tools and new outfits and... Oh, it's crazy shit. There's like a racetrack. Oh, I did see that. Uh, there's like a cannon. <laughs> a cannon that you can fire gear across the map with. Uh, like new... you can follow like your, your packages, your deliveries across? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, I think it's called a catapult. Is what they call the cannon, but it's got like new melee combat. Like there's like new guns that've expanded. Yeah, it's like it's like combos and stuff for melee now. Yeah, which is really strange because the game goes out of its way to stop you. Like, have you ever killed someone in that game? No, I got really frustrated because I didn't understand what I was meant to do when the um whatever they're called show up. Oh, uh, yep, yep. The what are they called? Bad. Those shadowy things. I've totally forgotten. Nah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but totally whenever they show forgotten. up, I didn't know what to do. And I remember I just got to one point and I was trying to do a delivery and they, they just kept killing me. And I was like, what do I even do? Like, I didn't understand how to avoid it. Um, uh, so they're I BTs, just, by the way. That's it. I was going to say PTs and I was like, it's not PT. Okay. Uh, so I pretty much just went, I don't get it. And this game's kind of boring and it puts me to sleep. So I'm going to stop playing. So, the weird so this thing director's is, cut does nothing for me. With the human enemies and like the bandits, you don't really get lethal guns until like a really long way in. But I accidentally like hit one with my fucking truck and just like killed the shit out of him. And what happens is they go septic and they can explode. And if they do, 
I believe you get a game over. So you actually have to oh, take because it the triggers dead... like a whole event thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a, it's a whole thing. So you have to take the body to the fucking thing at the start of the game and like dispose of their body. And you're like, this is it's so much work <laughs> to like kill someone. That game. That's how I define that game. It's so much work. It is. It's so funny too because I beat the whole thing. I um previewed it on PC, so I kind of played a lot of it again. I almost hate myself enough to want to check out this director's cut. And I know I'd only play I, it for a few hours. It's, I wish... Uh, maybe it's something like I'd rather just watch you play. I just don't know if I... I just couldn't be fucked. That could be interesting. But, it's, um... Just uh, to round that out, if you own it, uh, it's 10 bucks to upgrade to this version. Oh, uh, that's actually not too bad. Maybe, look, maybe I can do that for 10 yeah. bucks just to have a little look. But I I don't know. There was just something just... when I, I think when I found out it was like, what, 80 hours or so to beat it? Oh, it's not that bad. Honestly, I think it's probably 30 or 40. 30 or 40. I don't know. I played it for a while and I wasn't very far across America and I... <laughs> Really, it was it was like daunting. I was like, I don't think I can do this, so I just stopped playing. I'd be interested. But hey, to ten find bucks, it. maybe I can do that. Yeah, no, it's uh, and if any game could benefit from haptic feedback, it's this one. That would be cool. Like oh, the, that is true. That is they'll true. They'll do something with that, like the left and right triggers. Where you can feel the weight. Yeah. Okay. Look, yeah. Maybe I really quickly turned on that, didn't I? <laughs> I went to where <laughs> I never want to play soft. this again. I don't care to just be like, yeah, okay, I'll try it. Ten bucks, sure. I'll, I'll spend more money on it. <laughs> And then the star of the show, Govinda, was Deathloop, which we got, yes, I believe, dude. 10 full minutes of gameplay. Get on board. You know what's actually really interesting about Deathloop? What? Uh, it's developed by Arcane Studios, the studio best known for its Dishonored series. Yeah. Dishonored is a game that on paper and watching, I should love. Yeah, I'm pretty glad you brought this but- up, but c- carry on. But I, but I don't at all. I can't. I played both of them, and I just cannot do it. Yeah. Uh, like Yakuza, this is another series that everyone loves, and I was like, I need to understand why I don't like this, and I just, I just don't get it. It's like Bioshock, which, again, I should love. I like the story. It's interesting, but I, I think it's too stealthy, and then I feel like I'm doing it wrong if I'm not stealthy. That's kind of what I think too, right? Like, I get into mm. sections where I'm like, I'm sure there's probably like 12 ways you can get through a certain section. And then I just I just get stuck in this one way that I keep doing and I keep failing. And I can't see any other way around. And I don't know what's going on. And going through it like only in stealth, I think, is, is my issue. And that's like, I believe you get different endings for that, right? Like if you're... Um, I think you can do a full passive playthrough. Yeah, I think that's like, what is it? It's like high chaos and low chaos. High chaos, you get like the bad ending if you like kill everyone. It's actually kind of cool because then it causes all those like rats or the fucking wasps or whatever they are to like appear more in the world if you are killing people because there's more corpses and they... It's a whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like in um, Ghost of Tsushima that if you start going like dishonorable, you get a lot more thunderstorms and rain and stuff coming through. I didn't notice that. know that. Yeah, that's a real thing. It's very interesting. Look, we're going to talk about that a little later, Govinda. But look, Deathloop, speaking of the actual game that was shown at State of Play, uh, it's it's one that I'm cautiously optimistic on because I watch it and I'm like, this looks sick and it's like something I'd be into. Yeah. But I also thought like that with Dishonored and I was always disappointed, so... I really wasn't interested in this game until today. Like, I should have known it was going to be more like sandboxy, but I guess I didn't realise like how many ways you can go about things. In my concern is it looks very Dishonored, like very stealthy... Very much like there is a lot of different ways you can go, but I'll probably do the classic, like, this is the only way I can go, and I'll get stuck and frustrated. (laughs) Also, the trailer, obviously, whoever was playing it has played it many, many times before. Because there's that point where they, like, drop out of a window and just 180-degree spin and get a perfect headshot with a sniper on some dude, like, ages away. Yeah, it's great. And I know that sniper (laughs) would kill me, like, 12 times, and I'd be so mad. Interesting, um, the Dark Souls element of invasions, player invasions... How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's neither here nor there for me, honestly. Yeah. I would probably prefer it to not do that. I'm sure there's an option. Because I can to... see that be really annoying. That is like, I love the Souls games, but that is my least favorite mechanic. It's oh, awful. very unsatisfying to have someone else ruin your game. <laughs> like, just yeah, come like, out there of were points of like There were points of Dark Souls 2 where I would just go offline. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't you dare in, get into my game. Not even a little bit. It's the worst. And there's so many cheap things you can do. Like, they'll just sit at the end of the stage and wait. Yes, and you're just dude. like, what they just the wait fuck? for you. It's exactly like the worst <laughs> points where you're like, I'm so far away from a fire. I just need to get through this one little section to get to the next fire, probably. And yep. they're just standing there waiting for you. And oh. I feel like there's like a mind meld moment where you connect with the other player and they are just that fucking dude from 
South Park, like the World of Warcraft, <laughs> and they're just like in their dungeon, ruining your day. <laughs> like it's... The best is when they do that, but you've already set your summon down, and then you summon like three other people into your game, yeah. or two other people into your game, and they don't know what they're in for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, I'm, I'm interested in Deathloop. I will definitely get it just because it's pretty barren at the moment, and it's just something to get, and I'm a sucker for it, but... So I didn't include this. Do you know when that's coming out? It's fairly oh, soon. You see, now you're putting me on the spot, but really I just want everyone to know that this was your job. No, I actually think it's like September as well. I'm not 100%. I'll find out. Yeah, sorry, you're right. 14th of September. It's on my radar. I'm definitely going to get it. Yeah. Uh, it's also a timed exclusive until September next year. Yeah, okay. That's an interesting move. I don't know. I feel like it has potential. Like, it could actually be a surprise hit. I'm interested to see how it works because I know it's like a death loop. So when you die, they you loop. And I just don't know, like, is that just a way that you just respawn or is things different when you come back or? If I had to guess, it'll just be like Returnal, really, like where it is just kind of like a reset. Well, that's that's what I'm worried about, Kale. Yeah. That sounds almost like a roguelike. Well, yes, and you did make your decree that you would never pay make my full price. Um, this is definitely a game I'm going to wait to see some reviews on. Yeah, um, But Arcane fair. Studio usually reviews pretty well, at least all the Dishonored games did, so... I'm sure it won't be shit. It's certainly, like, at worst, it'll be a good game. Like, they don't make bad games, in my experience. Like, for even though they don't grab me, like, yeah, Dishonored are incredibly well-made games. And the second one, I don't know if you've ever seen that fucking Clockwork Tower shit. That's wild. I'm going to send you a video later of one of the later stages. It's very cool. Oh, that's the thing that always got me, is I'd watch people play Dishonored, and I'd be like, fuck, this looks so sick. Yeah. And I do it, and I'm just so shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just turning in circles just yeah I'm, I don't know there was I was just I think I was just missing something I don't know what it was it just didn't ever <laughs> click for me but anyway uh, I reckon we should move into the news we care about Kale absolutely the actual news we care about alright yeah so that wraps up stay to play uh, one final word on that there is in all my little my little whisperers my little birds tell me that this wasn't it this wasn't the big show that uh, oh, of was supposed not. to be on the cards who knows what's happening with that now like will we get another one of these later in the year um, well they said they were, the PlayStation Experience was trademarked again the name so yeah. if it is a PlayStation Experience thing they were typically in like December yeah so if they're gonna do it they're gonna hold out and I guess I guess give E3 some breathing room before they drop their bombs. I could see a universe where we like, I don't know, we get a Horizon release date and it's November or December and we get a big blowout PlayStation experience about that ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we... I say by the end of the year we'll have something. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Ubisoft has announced that a new Assassin's Creed project is in the works and that the upcoming title will be a collaborative effort between studios Ubisoft Quebec, who worked on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Ubisoft Montreal, who released Valhalla. They normally alternate between titles in the manner of Call of Duty Studios. Uh, this announcement came after a Bloomberg report initially outlined details of the upcoming title, and they are either interesting or discouraging, depending on how you feel about live service games. Purported to be an ever-evolving online experience that features multiple historical settings in individual yet connected worlds, Assassin's Creed Infinity is still in development and likely several years away. This was always going to happen. <laughs> Could have called this one, yeah, from all the way back from Origins. Um, Look, I think games that have been around for as long as Assassin's Creed and like Call of Duty and stuff like that, like it is inevitable that they'll essentially do a live game service yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a fan, personally, but at the same time, I'm not really a fan of Assassin's Creed anymore, because yeah, it's not really Assassin's Creed anymore. It's like these open-world adventure games that don't feel great. Yeah, the mechanics aren't enough to support what this would be. Like, I love the idea of Odyssey and Valhalla in particular, but the combat sucks, and there's not enough there to keep it fresh. I burned oh, out on both. Is so bad. I, I don't understand what happened to Assassin's Creed. And I feel like I might be in the minority here, but I think Valhalla feels really bad. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you on uh, that one. Um, especially coming from like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like right before it. It just feels so stilted and like nothing connects with each other. Like hits feel empty and hollow yep. and there's just like there's no flow between your moves at all. There's no Awful weight to experience. anything. Um, um, and then also you've got just this, it's called Assassin's Creed, but like, it, you can hardly be an assassin anymore. I mean, you can, but it just doesn't feel like it's the way you're meant to play. Like, the, the parkour doesn't, is almost non-existent. 
um, like climbing things feels really janky and like yeah. animations I mean, are really weird. You can it, still it climb everything. Is a different game. Yeah, you can still climb everything, but I know what you mean. Like there was a flow in the earlier ones where like oh yeah, the, remember yeah. like I f- what was the one set in England? I actually never even played it. Ah. Uh. It had the twins. Um, yeah. It had the twins, but like the climbing mechanics I had in that was like so different to what it is now. Like it was like you can climb down and you can like, it's like this free flowing, free climbing business. And now it just feels so bad. I'm like, you might as well, they should have just changed the branding, but I guess they wanted to yeah. rope in all their existing fans. Um, but the idea of, say, something like Assassin's Creed Valhalla being a game as a service is so off putting to me. <laughs> I-, I will never play it. I mean, and it's funny because it almost is already. Like, they have seasonal drops. They have, like, cosmetic items that you can pay real money for. They have, like, all this... They have, like, um timed... Almost like an MMO, like, timed daily quests that you can, like... It sucks. There's, like, so many weird choices they've made. And, yeah, like, the writing was on the wall three games ago, like, when they did it with Origins. That was where I started noticing this, like... When I see login with your Ubisoft account, I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was the other one? There was like a little controversy over um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey had like a experience booster. Like you could pay money to um, have your character level up quicker. And everyone was like, well, yeah. what the fuck is this? Like, and this it, is- was, it was particularly fucked because it, you would level up so slowly. Yeah, yep. And people were like, well, you're just making this experience grind so grindy that people that we will pay just get for fed it. up it's- and pay for it. And that's dirty as hell. What a sad um, indictment of human beings that is. You're like, I gave you money for this game, but you designed it to be boring, so I'm going to give you more money. <laughs> and I'm going to do it, too, like a, like a, little, yeah, like a little sad boy. Yeah, not a, not a fan. I miss Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. I really wanted to like Valhalla, and it's quite upsetting that I just dropped it. It was a classic. Like I just never felt like I wanted to play it. The only reason yeah. I played it was because I was like, I paid for it. There's not much else to play because this PS5 just came out, and... Yeah. Yep. I spent so much money, I might as well play it. Look, we'll keep an eye on that. But like I said, several years away. I suppose I'll be interested to see how they do it. There is a framework where like you have the Animus and there's this dumb sci-fi story that really is kind of irrelevant at this point. But using that as a bridge between multiple historical settings, like that's something I'm interested in. Because they do a really good job with the historical settings. If they reel back these mechanics to be a little bit more of like what I liked in old Assassin's Creeds, maybe... Mm. And it just depends on what they do to it. But I just feel like Ubisoft is moving the way of EA and it's going to be real <laughs> microtransaction-y and gross. Real Especially shady. if it's a free-to-play game, oof, I'm out. So out. Yeah. Because oh, well. everything is going to be like, buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. And if you don't, you're just going to look the same and be the same forever. Like, I'm just, I'm not here for it. No. Interesting. Uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say correlation between this story and the next uh, in that they're far away. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really notice well, that. I was, I was even going to say, interesting is huge games that will probably become games as services. According to industry insider Tom Henderson and corroborated by Bloomberg's own Jason Schreier, Grand Theft Auto fans are going to have to wait a while longer before getting their hands on the next iteration of the GTA franchise. According to Henderson, GTA 6 will likely not launch until 2025. And this is apparently in part due to criticism of Rockstar's alleged culture of crunch and their newfound focus on employee well-being. Kale, tell me more. GTA 6 will supposedly take place in a modern-day Vice City based on real-world Miami and will feature an expanding and ever-changing map that will react to the narrative, much in the same way that Fortnite's battle map changes season to season. And here we have it again, another beloved franchise most likely becoming a service game. Yeah, I mean, again, this, like, if you're paying attention, this shouldn't be surprising, because this yeah, is... Yeah, writing was on the wall. Yeah, GTA V remains the best-selling game every year, despite coming out so many years ago. <laughs> it's like... No, 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 there's no way it is still best-selling game. There's no way. It's, I believe, this is off the top of my head, this is off the dome right now, I believe it's the second best-selling game of all time, across every platform, beaten only by Minecraft, I want to say... Or possibly it's Minecraft, and then I think number three is Wii Sport. I actually um, thought it was the best-selling game of all time. Well, and I also you... thought it was the highest, highest-grossing entertainment entity I believe... IP in history. 
Yeah. In 2019, it was the best-selling game of the decade. Okay, yeah. So I think it's probably still a top dog. But I just remember for a while there, it was always number one, best-selling game. Number one, number one. But I was like, surely in 2021, that cannot be the case still. It certainly charts every month. Like, who is out there that can still buy this game? It's crazy. (laughs) I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, if if you've been paying attention, you'll notice that GTA Online is still a thing. And they're yeah. still making a shitload of money on it. Also, just side note, didn't they say that everyone who got a PS5 was going to get GTA Online for free? I don't know. Did I'm happen? pretty sure they did, and I just think no one ever said another word about it, and it's never happened. So oh. I'm going to look into that for next week, but I'm pretty sure they did, and I'm upset about it. It's a weird thing. Like, I worked with a dude down in Melbourne, and he was, like, into games. And as far as I can tell, all he does is play Grand Theft Auto. Like, every, like, couple of days, I'll just see him log on, and he's just, he's doing something in it. I don't know what. <laughs> I tried to go back and I just couldn't figure it out. There was just so much going on. Yeah, like, how it's... do I just join a fucking race? Like, wh- what is happening here? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we've got a few years to wrap our heads around this one. Possibly four, four full years. I just, yeah, look, I feel like um, this is almost Rockstar being like, fuck everyone for criticizing us about crunch. We are going to take our time. Yeah. We're going to put all of our developers on a platter. They're just going to be... We're going <laughs> to... We're going to punish everyone in the public <laughs> for saying anything about anything, mm-hmm. and now you will fucking wait. It's uh, daily massages for the uh, Rockstar employees. Everyone, you're <laughs> on a 20-hour week. Everyone's now part-time. Only yep. do 20 hours. If you work overtime, you are fired. <laughs> and this game will take as long as it takes. I love it. It reminds me of the uh, that Seinfeld episode with uh, Newman and the Postal Service, and they're like, come on, Janice, go on your three-hour mandated break. <laughs> go relax. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, though, I'm interested in... Like, it is kind of cool the way Fortnite changes season to season. They could do some stuff on a GTA map, like, I don't know, Russia invades or something. Like I'm just not in GTA for online. That's just a personal thing. Like, mm. I played I played the single-player story, and then I'm like, that was sick. I play online for, like, three days before I'm like, this is intense, and why does everyone keep killing me? And then I <laughs> never play it again. And sadly, you and I'm exactly the same, and we're the minority. Honestly, this there's not, not lots of information here, but it sounds like you are going to get an online-only GTA set in a modern-day Vice City, and that's going to be it. Yeah. And again, like, obviously the numbers speak for themselves. Like, they will print money and what we think ultimately doesn't matter to them. And I'll definitely buy it because it'll be like a next-gen GTA that's going to look probably insane because somehow they make these gigantic maps look ridiculous. Yeah. But it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a sad future we're getting into. It's a sad future. Speaking of sad futures... After more than a six-month absence from the PS Store due to the poor quality of its PS4 build, Cyberpunk 2077 returned on the 21st of June and immediately became the best-selling game of the month on PS4 in both the US and UK. This is despite Sony's disclaimer that the game should not be purchased on base PS4s and that work in the form of fixes and updates will be continuing throughout the rest of the year. This blows my mind. I can't believe it, dude. Oh, sorry, there was a caveat there. Um, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart was the best-selling game on PS5. Oh, no, but that's, like, the most surprising part is that people bought this on PS4. Well, you can only buy it on PS4. But, yeah, no, I get it, but you can buy the PS4 version on a PS5 and it runs significantly yeah, that's right. better. But I think like, there the are only... Like, the PS4 running this game is still bad. <laughs> it even shocks me that CD Projekt Red came out and said that they were happy with the quality of it now. Yeah, like, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be. It's not yeah, an acceptable standard. That's a low bar. It's a low bar. Like for that's you. a really disgustingly low bar because it is. I, I watched the uh, Digital Foundry rundown of the patch on mm. PS4, and they even still at the end they're like, "We we wouldn't recommend you play this on PS4." <laughs> <laughs> it is grim. Still, I had a friend playing it on PS5 again. Like he went back. And he was saying, like, he was still getting hard crashes on PS5. Yeah. Maybe not as frequently, but they were still happening. And, like, the streaming as you're driving through the city was still not great. And I can't imagine playing this on PS4 Pro, let alone a PS4. I've got to imagine there's just, like, a whole wave of normies out there. And they're just, they don't see this. Like, they don't see yeah. the news. They're like, oh, Cyberpunk's out. <laughs> and, like, If only they listen to our it. podcast, hey? Oh, look, if only. But we can't help everyone. Sometimes baby ducks got to get pushed out of the nest. You know what I mean? The ducks um, on nest. a real random side note. Yeah. They there was the uh, the Witcher con or whatever they call it. There was a lot of news out of that. I just ignored it all. 
Yeah, because nothing was super relevant other than the PS5 version of The Witcher will have, like, Netflix content. It'll have, yeah, Henry Cavill outfits or something. Which I hate as one thing. Like, I like the show, honestly. Love the show. That's great. But you don't need to cross them over at all. That's not necessary. But it just seems weird that they're talking about the PS5 update for The Witcher 3 when this game is still fucking broken. Yeah, I believe they've talked about that in the past. Like, they do have multiple teams. Maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's, um... Well, I don't know. Maybe they should and just try and forget about this. Like, just lean into The Witcher. <laughs> you like, remember this game that you <laughs> that you really liked? I <laughs> uh, stand by it. Cyberpunk 3 is going to be so sick. Yeah, God. 2030 uh, on that one. Twenty. You're probably not far off, actually, yeah. Yeah. Probably not far off. Far. So I'm depressing. Really old then, dude. Do you ever think about when you're going to die? What decade? Well, in 2030, I'll be 41. So, look, 2030, I'd say 2035. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds spot on. Honestly, unless medical science advances pretty rapidly, which is possible, mm. I don't want to go any longer than phew, 70 tops. Now, the sad part about that living in Australia is I barely even get my superannuation by then. Jesus Christ. Um, so, hopefully, I'll, I'll have a will and testament I can give my super to someone. <laughs> darkness that is <laughs> ultimate my wife always talks about how she wants to have lived in three centuries so we were born in 1989 if she can live to be 110 and she'll probably do it to be honest like i'll be she'll be on her third husband at that point i'll be oh easy dude i told her that gone. when i came to see you guys i was like don't kale's not your one and only <laughs> like you will have at least one more yeah so if she can make it to 111 111 she'll have existed in three separate centuries which is pretty wild. The same can actually be said for you and I, as we're all the same age. But men don't live as long. Our bodies fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because we, we live life to the extreme, so we're more likely to die in like a brutal accident, you know? I'm not going to lie, a little update for the audience. I finished the Red Bull about 15 minutes ago and I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sad about it now. Yeah, I was getting heart palpitations earlier and I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I'm no, concerned look, for my look, safety. It's, it's fine. Let's move right into the feature of the week, Govinda. I mostly included this one because I think it's going to upset you and I don't know why. Maybe I'm a spiteful guy. Also, you will notice uh, this feature was written by Jade King of thegamer.com. It's called A Director's Cut Won't Fix Ghost of Tsushima's Biggest Problems. I've earned the platinum trophy in Ghost of Tsushima. Bow before me. So I'd like to think I have a solid understanding of what the open world adventure does right, alongside all the ways in which it falls short of its full potential. Sucker Punch is like a weeaboo buying samurai swords at Comic-Con. It loves to preach about honour, cherry blossoms, and how it could easily bring down several warriors with a single swing of its blade. Is it fair to say that Ghost of Tsushima is a little schlocky? Is it a little... Define that word for me. Well, I mean, like, it is wearing it, you know, Kurosawa samurai film legacy on its sleeve like it's mm -hmm. all you know impossibly slow sword slashes that cut men in half and they fall as the screen goes yeah there's a kurosawa mode yeah absolutely absolutely important to note created by an english studio so this mm -hmm. is very much a westerner's interpretation of samurai culture indeed yes um and that's what jade's piece kind of gets at that there's a few I don't know, like little nitpicks, I guess you could say, that it, it's it's not as authentic as perhaps we think it is. Is that fair? Yes, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's sort of fair, but you're also, uh, you're also assuming people are assuming it's authentic because I wasn't necessarily assuming yeah, okay. it was an authentic game. I was assuming it is like a ode to like samurai movies, you know, like mm. I'm sh I know that the the invasion of Tsushima was a real historical event. Yeah. I yeah. didn't think this was like a historical take of it. Mm. I thought it was a very extremely stylized take that was more influenced by cinema than history. Yeah. I think history just set, made, gave you the setting, but the rest of it was just them trying to be like a filmmaker. Yeah, it is a real event. And it's actually like really incredible to read about. I was interested, I didn't actually put it there, but she said it was quite a um, controversial war which makes me want to look into it more because i don't really remember it being controversial it was like incredibly um lucky you know the mongols tried to invade japan twice i believe and both times had uh, tsunamis sink massive parts of their fleet oh um, very lucky I very very if lucky it, if you believe in that <laughs> yes uh so i'd like Wait, to look like, into so that both times tsunamis took them out i believe so yeah 
If I'm wrong, on I'll an correct island it next called time. Tsushima. Like, come on. Oh, uh, I believe this is after Tsushima, so they're trying to make it uh, to the okay. mainland um, yep, of yep, Japan. Yep. Uh, Tsushima is like the first stepping stone, let's say. Look, there um, were there were parts of there were parts of this feature that I like I understood because I, Jade talks about how the katana wasn't even invented during this time, which is an anachronism, and you can forgive that. Like, well, it's also one of those things where it's like, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, she calls it, you know, like it's the rule of cool. Like it's cooler exactly. that katanas are there than they like are. What, I, I wouldn't. I don't know what it is. But what, what did they use before katanas? I believe so. It was sort of um. So the samurai has two swords. Now we're going to get real weeby. Are you ready for this? True samurai wears two swords. It's the katana. It's the wakazashi, right? It's like a short sword. It looks the same. It's just smaller. Yes. That's actually what makes you samurais, that you have the two swords. You're allowed Mm -hmm. to carry two. Uh, So I believe it was just just the wakazashi before the katana. Thank you. (laughs) So they just had like a tiny little dagger? Well, actually, if you really want to know, Govinda, the samurai is a mounted archer. They almost would never have fought with swords. The <laughs> whole idea is they would ride horses at each other, shoot arrows, and then ride away. They would fight just like the Mongols. A, a lot of this stuff is totally like Western cinema. It's like, this is kind of what she gets at. Like, what we know of samurai is mostly false. <laughs> and actually, another little bit here. I'll just wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me Tom Cruise... <laughs> in The Last Samurai, yeah. isn't accurate. It's... Now, th- this is a fun... A little fun story. I can't remember all the details, but it's... His character is an amalgamation of several real-life Western soldiers that were experts, and they were flown to Japan to teach a rapidly industrializing Japan how to fight in the Western fashion, like with guns and... So, The Last Samurai has weird bits of truth in it, but no. Tom Cruise does not, like, go and live in the mountains and be accepted as this, like, white saviour that can, like, save the samurai. (laughs) Was that time frame more accurate for Katana? Um, yes. It would have been. Because it's later, right? When they're trying to transition into guns. But they were more ceremonial then. Like, they weren't really using them. Like, a bayonet Mm -hmm. was far more effective. There's sometimes, like, I read some of these features and I'm just like, did it need to be written? Well, I suppose that does, and this is media criticism, like, maybe not. I wanted to point out this, though. She had another part that said, In Kurosawa's own seven samurai, the victorious samurai were chased out of the village at the end because the people didn't love them. They weren't heroes. They were in forces of a regime. <laughs> like, it's not like these are, like, noble warriors that everyone loves. You had to slave away to support them. <laughs> yeah, but this is where I go back to the thing where it's like... I don't think they ever touted this game as a historical, historically accurate game, you know? Like, it's just, you're looking at this game through a specific lens that I don't think was ever intended to be looked through. And I know at some point they spoke about the history Mm. of Tsushima. Yeah, they did. They did. I would say to that, then it shouldn't, like, they did make the point of setting it in a real place during a real time with real characters. Like, um, what's his name? The Khan is a real character from history. They didn't have to do that if they didn't want criticism. Uh, yeah, I guess. I just... It's a game. It's not a documentary. It is, yeah. It's, it's not like a... Re- like it's, I guess it, I don't know. It, it's not a reenactment. It's a very dramatized real event. Like, this is what I would say is like, at the start of a movie, you'd say inspired by true events. Yes, you would, which is probably what The Last Samurai has at the start. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And I, it's like, it's inspired by true events for sure. And there are real yep. figures in it. But it is not like a historical retelling. No, no. Um, and again, to give Jade full credit, she the piece also looks at, you know, other things that... It's kind of looking at through the lens that, like, this director's cut isn't going to break the mould and make this game into something new. Like, the, the problems, if you want to call them problems, I guess it's subjective, they're still going to exist in this new... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it's going to be more beautiful, but it's the same thing. The one thing that she mentions that I agree with is that um, Jin Sakai is very bland. Yes. I wonder as if As a character that's... throughout. So is I'm hoping that... that this can kind of expand on Jin a little bit more. Yeah. Just, like, he just seems a bit flat for, like, the whole game and doesn't really, like... I guess he changes depending on how you play it, but other than being honourable or not, mm. I feel like it would just play out the same. I wondered if that was like a Link kind of situation, like you can project yourself on him because he doesn't really... Although he's got a bit, right? Like you go to his like family estates and there's like yeah, the... and like the difference is Link doesn't talk. No, that's true. 
Jin has so a weird Jin, little. Jin has a voice, and he's got a weird little sense of humor too. Like he's, you know, this little. He's like gruff and you know, no yeah. nonsense, but like. Uh, I do love it. I'm so excited for this deal. I gotta say, that's really a big reason I was drawn to this piece is because I'm something made me bounce off this game. Like I didn't finish it, and I'm I'm looking forward to giving it another shot. But I don't know I what, what it was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> like on it's paper, like for a for an open world action game, it is the one that I feel like is is the most or the least overwhelming. Yeah, it's very manageable. Like, um, it's it's pretty big, but it's not, like, that big. And if you yeah. don't do everything, it's okay. And they just do a couple of st- things that I really enjoy where it's like, this is what you're going to get to do this mission. Like, it'll show you your reward before you even do it. Yeah. And you can just be like, oh, I don't want that. And you can just keep on going. Something uh, Jade touches on as well is the side quests are incredible. At least for those, like, main, like, side characters. Yes. There's only a few, but they're, like, multi-part. You really get into, you know these other characters and they're pretty interesting and from what i remember like they get pretty crazy like with the archer dude and his like apprentice that is like hunting him or something oh yeah and that was the, all the lady of like a a clan and they all get murdered and it's just you trying to find out who did it and get vengeance yeah. and like they're, they're awesome they're like the, some of the best best quests in the game it's funny too because i did it to myself but i feel like i played through like half of all of it like i've did like half the main story and like half of all the side quests and I'm just going to have to go do it all again. <laughs> You're just going to start it again, aren't you? It's all right. I, I'm, I am looking forward to it. I looked into it. That um difficulty I was talking about is a thing, that lethal difficulty, where it's like just very few hits will kill you or enemies. Even like big enemies, you can put them down in like two good hits. So it's almost like a weird little realism thing. Yeah, maybe I can do that. I wonder if it's something I can change after the fact or if it, I have to start again. If I have to start again, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. But if I can change it on the fly before going into the Iki Island, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Well, go read the full article for yourself, as always. And yeah, Govinda, how about we wrap this bad boy up? I'm uh, fried. This little Red Bull I'm has not taken its go toll. To sleep for so long, dude. <laughs> this is going to be bad. If you would like to follow us on any of the socials, Instagram and Twitter are the two that we are on, and it is at Long Live Pod for both. Please, if you did enjoy the show, say so in a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. Be much appreciated. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>